Ladies, you ever wonder why guys take so long to answer you? Here's the reason. First, we have to realize that you have asked a question. Then we have to make sure we understood that question. Then we have to make sure that the question is not a trap. Then we start formulating an answer. And if we're not sure, we have to go to the closest woman we know, whether it's a coworker, sibling, cousin, or parent. Then we have to figure out the best choice words we have to give you. Google will definitely play a part for researching purposes. We have to type it all out and not send yet. Most times we do it in a separate app like Notes so that we don't accidentally send it. Then we weigh the pros and the cons that we have to double check to make sure that it's not a trap. And then we finally send. We ain't caring about your feelings here. Yeah. Anytime, any place, you can feel it here. Steven, then you out of space, so we clear the air. Any topic, and it's safe, so just be prepared. Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair. The news, a page, we gon' keep it real. If you tune in, then you sick for real. Look up Bluetooth, we took the red pill. Every image in the video, talk about it. Different views on the subject, we must talk about it. At the end of the day, we just talking, homie. Only me in the room, but it's like a party. Introducing. Steven Daniel, author, artist, all-around great guy. Hello, Out of Placers. Guess what? It is Out of Places birthday. We have wrapped up three years and moving on to season four. Thank you, listeners, for being so damn awesome. All of us here love you and appreciate you for being awesome. I hope that your month has been amazing and you're doing great and not just okay. So, did you hear about how the Goodnight Moon book is now coming out with a new edition because they changed a line in the book? Now it's going to say, Goodnight Moon, Goodnight Cow Jumping Over the Moon, Goodnight Light, Goodnight Chinese Spy Balloon. Obviously, I'm kidding about that, but what I am not kidding about is this. I'm going to get serious now. Playing Hogwarts Legacy does not make you transphobic or evil. What's evil is Madonna's face at the Grammys that scared me more than Sam Smith's performance. I'm excited to play the Hogwarts game. It looks like to be the Harry Potter game we have all been waiting for. I took the test a few years ago in Pottermore that placed me in Ravenclaw. I'm ready. I've been a fan of that franchise since the first book was the talk of the town. All over the news. I was like 14 or 15 years old. So far, all I hear are good things about the game. I'm not going to play it right now. I didn't pre-order it or anything because I play games in order. And I take my sweet ass time to play it one game at a time. Like starting this week, I'm going to be playing the latest God of War. And then I'm going to be playing High on Life. And then Hogwarts Legacy. So about the Hogwarts Legacy. I don't give a shit what the controversy is. When a franchise like this is popular and created, I believe it starts belonging to the fans. Look at Rick and Morty. The co-creator got into some trouble and he had to step down from the gaming company he helped create that made High on Life and then had to step away from the Rick and Morty show. The show must go on. As I said before, it belongs to the fans. I believe it's the same thing for the Wizarding World. I don't like J.K. Rowling and her politics, but she made something incredible. 
I love the franchise and I've read all the books a few times and doing it again right now with my son, Nate. I'm looking forward to playing the game and enjoying all the things in the Wizarding World. And well, I will continue to do so in the future. If you are a streamer and getting bullied, just say, who cares? And do your best to ignore. If you don't have moderators, do your best to get someone to help you out. I've seen people that have family and friends that become moderators. And if you already have moderators, let them take care of those whiny, mindless robots. All this chaos is just fueling to the fire to have more hate towards trans people. The bullies are doing more harm than good. What is funny is that they are super vocal on Twitter, which is owned by, according to them and anyone that has read his tweets, a billionaire transphobe. Elon has said in the past that pronouns were problematic. But we don't pay for Twitter. Whether you're paying for it or not, you're still using it. Supporting the population growth and engagement on what is now his social media app. This is how Twitter makes money. Whatever. I, why are you so fixated on this game? Because we love that world. And we can ask you all the same thing. Why are you so fixated on this specific game? Out of every avenue that she gets money from, like Legos, bookstores, department stores, Warner Brothers, or at Universal Studios theme park, that you can boycott and create chaos, y'all decided to just focus on this video game. Steven, do you have a point? Yep. I know why you chose to boycott this game. It's because you're lazy. And it is way easier to hide behind a fake profile name. All you have to do is turn on that camera on your phone or make a post and say, playing a Harry Potter game makes you transphobic. Bullying innocent streamers just because they're playing this game is not the right way to go. You bullies have become exactly what you hate. The people like myself don't care about identity politics. We all just like Harry Potter and just want to consume ourselves in that wizarding world. All you bullies are doing is causing more division. Listeners, if you want to play the game and if you're worried about what the social media people are saying and don't want to look bad, like I said before, just ignore them. It looks like that they have a loud voice because they are very loud on these social media platforms. And a lot of times they work in many of these outlets. So their opinions are magnified. But let me tell you something that helped me realize something that I figured out just by using logic. You always see the bully woke mindless robots pushing stuff that doesn't make sense or sound good. Take, for instance, the show Velma. Bad show. They had that we know better than you feeling. I get trying to change things up, and I applaud that, but they just did it in the wrong way. I realize that they, the people that push this kind of stuff, don't have enough people on their own side to support them. They like to complain and say how we're all homophobic or transphobic or racist for not liking something when it does bad, when it tanks in the ratings. But if they really had the support, it would be number one, right? Yes, you're not going to convince the old Christian hypocrites to change their views. You're not going to convince extremists on all sides to use logic and show compassion all of a sudden or even support. No, you're not going to be successful. But the majority of us just want to have a good time. We want to enjoy a good story. We want to be entertained. 
We want something to take us away from the bullshit world. I always say it. Great stories and a good dialogue will always win. It doesn't matter what it's about. It doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the skin color. It doesn't matter. Just give us a good story. That's all we want. I believe in freedom of speech, but freedom of speech has to go both ways. People can create whatever the hell they want and say whatever the hell they want. Freedom of speech also means that people have every right to not like something. What is not okay is bullying people because your feelings are hurt. As far as Hogwarts Legacy goes, play the game if you want to play it. The reality is that there is nothing that they can do to you if you just ignore them. If all it is is just calling you names for playing it, block them and move on and just be happy. The left is like, we need to control these young people and everything they watch. The right is like, we need to shove religion down their throats in a f***ed up way. And I'm just here like, why don't you all just stop forcing people to do things that they don't want to do? That's what freedom is. There was always going to be something that will piss people the f*** off. And they're going to always try to cause chaos. Last year, it was TikTok is ruining society. And around 2016, it's like mobile phones and apps and social media is ruining society. Since the first Mortal Kombat, at least that's to my memory, violent video games are ruining society. When AOL, that's the internet in the back in the days for you younglings. But when that sh came out and was popular, computers and internet and emails are bad. In the late 80s, it was rap music. In the 60s, it was rock and roll. In the 50s, it was TV. In the 30s, it was household radios. In the 20s, it was alcohol. Remember the prohibition? In the 1800s, it was telephones and steam-powered locomotives. How dare they? In the 1700s, it was romance books and democracy. In the 1500s, it was heliocentricity. That's when geocentric people hated the idea that the earth was not the center of the universe. In the 1400s, people opposed the printing press. I can go on and on, but my point is this. During all these times, people from all over the world and of all professions did their best to bitch and complain and do the same shit we see people do today. The same nasty headlines. People getting fired. People getting outcasted. It will never change. People are still doing the same today. Just with more modern technology. People are too sensitive and stupid. When we started making products for stupid and sensitive people, that is when things started going downhill. The boomers and the Gen X generation giving their kids participation trophies. That just made it worse. We used to make things and stupid people would have to adapt. Now they have become a marketing demographic. For example, look at Coors Light. They don't think you could tell how cold your beer is. You go to the supermarket and I've actually seen a sign in front of a bag of peanuts. And the sign wasn't what it was. It was like a warning. It said, this product contains peanuts. Yeah, no sh Anyways, thank you for listening to me rant a little bit about this. I just think that it's just ridiculous. And I feel bad for all these people that are getting bullied because they're playing what looks like an awesome game. Let's get this episode started. For the touchy topic, I'm answering the question that many people have today is that, is it worth getting married? Victor invites Monica as his guest this month. She has a juicy romance story that starts good and ends cringy. A story... You do not want to miss. Britt talks Christmas trees and dried fruit jerkies. Sammy on the Boombox talks about the importance of music and gaming and movies and more. King Ducky has another story to tell you. And Alex will give you some international and U.S. news. 
So grab your favorite drink or continue to watch the road and enjoy the episode. Time to get touching. Get ready to be triggered. Sensitive topics. Oh, look, they're about to cry. All consensus, we'll see. Nobody likes the snowflake. What is Steven's problem today? You know how many hours I work a day, Ralph? 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I haven't had a day off in 14 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holidays are a double shift. Now, let me tell you something. There's an old, old saying, Ralph. Man works from sun to sun, but woman's work is never done. Good gosh. <laughs> I'll tell you why woman's work is never done, Ralph. Because she's got the toughest boss in this whole world, a husband. Oh, you men kill me. You're all alike. You push us around. You want us to bow and scrape at your feet. All you do is yell and scream and give orders. You men just think that you own this world. Yeah, but you women get revenge. You marry us. Should you get married? I'll give you a quick answer that you're not going to like. Yes. And no, you can't say both. I want to know if it's worth getting married. Calm down. I also see the crazy dating scene that seems to be getting worse every year. I've seen the divorce rate climbing and it looks like it's not going to stop. I get it. You're worried. You're scared. You don't know if it's worth the effort that it could possibly come crumbling down in an instant. But I still stand by my answer. Yes and no. But I am going to elaborate. But before I begin, you're going to hear me say man and woman, husband and wife, because this is what I know. I believe the same can be applied to any type of couple out there. I'm talking about the LGBTQ plus community. This may come from a place of ignorance, but in my experience, what I've seen, there's always one person more feminine than the other, one more masculine than the other. If you relate to one side more than the other, then you're going to understand what I'm talking about. Even with straight couples, roles can be reversed. Take, for instance, me talking like crazy. Usually women don't know when to shut the fuck up and men don't communicate. In my case, in our relationship, I'm the one that wants to talk and my wife doesn't want to talk. So when I talk about certain roles and what certain people do, you're going to find something to relate to. So let's start with the no. Why I think it's not worth it. Marriage is just a process of finding out what kind of person your spouse would have preferred. I absolutely love my wife like crazy. I love her. But if anything were to ever happen where we weren't together anymore, there is no way I can do the whole marriage thing again. So many people really don't understand what it takes to have a successful marriage. It's not easy. I'm absolutely over the top in love. When I kiss my wife, it feels like we're teenagers making out. The passion is still there. I've been with my wife for 18 years, and we've been married for 15 years. But I will tell you, we have only felt this great for the last six or seven years. The majority of the time, it feels like it does in the movies. It feels almost too good to be true. We have annoyed many shitty couples with our love and because of the way we talk to each other. People like to believe the fairy tale fantasy that just because you love each other, everything is going to work out perfectly. I'm telling you, love is not enough to make a marriage work. It takes a lot of patience. It takes understanding each other, being compassionate to each other, always taking the other person into consideration. You have to be willing to forgive no matter how hurt you might feel when you have a bullshit argument. You have to be selfless 
You grow up always having your parents tell you what to do. You have other grown-ups in your life that always had told you what to do when you were young. You finally get older thinking you're free, but in order to maintain a job and a place to live, you have to follow someone else's rules. You fall in love and now you have to be told what to do by someone around your age. You do it all because you are in love. Every decision I make, I have to think about how it's going to affect my wife. That's the consideration part. If you're not willing to do that, marriage is not for you. That is one of the reasons why I say marriage is not worth it. My wife knows me better than anyone else in this chaotic planet, and it is the same the other way around. But there are times that I look at her after she does or say something that hurts me that makes me think, man, she doesn't know me at all. But we work hard to make it by cutting out all the bullshit arguments as much as we can. By learning how to react when either one of us or both of us slip up. So after all that time and effort that we both put into making this marriage badass, how in the world am I supposed to go through all that stuff with another person? Hell to the phone. No. I'd rather be single and die alone. Steven, stop being around the bus and just give it to me straight. What is the worst things about being married? Fine. Here it is. First thing is that you are going to argue, 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 and argue all the time. Even if you, in one month, you've argued two times, it's going to feel like you argued every day. And because you feel comfortable with your partner, you're going to say and do the dumbest things to your partner that you would never do or say to someone you work with or a parent. You know that money that you worked hard for? It's not yours anymore. You have to ask for permission to spend your money on things. You can't just go splurging anymore. You can't just buy anything you want. That console you want? Nope. You have to spend it on your partner and kids. You want that new purse? Nope. The water heater is fucked up or you need a new fridge. You feel like you would do better living in another state? No. Your partner is too close to his or her family and is not going to want to move anywhere else. You have to stay broke. There is a high possibility that you're going to lose the spark. Another frustrating part of marriage is wanting different things that are equally important to each person. It could be like the example I just gave where you live, having a pet, what car do you drive, where you're going to go vacation. Your dream is to visit Paris, but your partner said, no, they have been there before and you have to take their word that it's a place. So every now and then there are going to be something that you really want to do, but your partner is against it. So you have to give up trying and smile. You won't have any real freedom. You will have zero alone time. Your partner will always be there. There will always be things that you're not going to be able to do apart. Money will always be an issue, especially if you have joint accounts. Whether you're poor or rich, money will always be an issue. Say goodbye to your friends. You won't be seeing them as often. You enjoy getting coffee and hanging out with your girlfriends. Nope, because you don't like it when he goes out with his friends and don't want to seem hypocritical. So none of you are going to go out as often as you would like. That dream career you need to work hard on? Bye-bye. There's a high possibility that your partner is not going to support you like you think they would. Along with that spark that went away, say bye to the sex drive. As soon as you say I do, the sex stops. Get ready to be walked out on all the time or ignored after almost every argument because that's your punishment. Instead of opening up or confronting whatever issues y'all have, that's how your partner gets revenge. There's always going to be attitudes. Women hormones and men hormones can get ridiculous and your partner will change. He or she used to be laid back and free spirited. Now they're not. Expect them to be the opposite.
Think about y'all having children. Children will always be in the damn way. There is always something with them. And you will more than likely get even more at each other's throats because it's easier to do that than to talk things out. Marriage is immensely stressful. You're going to get gray hair sooner than you think. You will probably have worse health problems because of that added stress. I hope you're satisfied with this list of reasons why marriage sucks. But listen, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from getting married. I'm just saying that you have to make sure that you understand everything that goes into an actual marriage. I see a lot of young couples today and they get caught up with the wedding. They need the best photos so that they can post it on social media. They don't think about everything that comes after the wedding. They don't have that hard conversations and arguments that you have to go through before getting married. On social media, you get the highlight reel. You do not know what the hell's going on behind closed doors. Divorce rates are so high right now because people don't want to put in the work. All of those problems that I mentioned can easily be worked on so that it won't be a problem anymore. But it requires you both to work hard to prevent those problems from ever happening again. When it comes to the wedding, I believe that you should put the money elsewhere. Don't have the big wedding just to feed people you're not going to have time to hang out with there. And people that you barely talk to outside of your home ever. Oh, we need to invite Uncle Joe because no, you rarely talk to Uncle Joe. Go to the courts to get married or find a small wedding ceremony that you could book online. There are many companies out there that can set up a beach theme or something, something very small and affordable, and only invite the closest people that you deal with more times than anybody else. And usually that's less than 20 people. Then use that money that would have gone to a wedding reception and go on a badass 10 to 14 day honeymoon. Trust me, that is what you want to spend your money on instead of a ceremony with fake family and friends. I am a believer that the more money you spend on a wedding, the more likely it would fail. I see it all the time. The only people that I've seen that's still together are boomers and Gen X people because they live in a world where no matter how miserable you are, no matter how unhappy you are, you have to stick it out. That's just the way it is. You have to stick it out till death do you part. So you'll see them miserable to their old age. Now, one of the killers of marriage is toxic men and women. I don't care if I continue triggering them. Because of our She's Toxic episode, part one and two, many toxic bitches keep threatening a couple of our hosts. They also do their best to warn people that I have casted to not work for me because they said to them, I'm toxic to women. I've pissed off a lot of toxic women with that episode. But here I go again. You got a lot of toxic weak men and women that make marriage seem like it's not worth it. They want to bash masculinity, claiming that it's toxic. I truly believe that the absence of it is what makes it bad because weak men are the ones who are abusive and malicious. Strong men are protective and loving. So many toxic women want a man who is already successful and making six digits and don't want to do shit. But a strong wife will be part of her husband's struggle and do whatever it takes to both be successful, to survive all of the chaos that life brings. They're ready to cheer with their partner when they succeed together. A strong wife will help build the empire, not bring it down. 
These toxic women like to run around and say, the day that my man asked me to pay half the rent or mortgage is the day that I pack my bags and I'm like, where the f*** are you going to go? You can't even pay half the damn rent. If is all that they're offering, then is all that these toxic men will want. That's why they keep having to deal with dumb, weak ass boys. It seems like being raised right sucks because not many women wants a good guy anymore. Many of these toxic women will push away someone who is a gentleman to them. Those men get too nice and those women are like, oh, what a simp. Get away from me. But if a guy crosses their path and he got money and is a asshole, these women are ready to get in that sports car faster than you could say mass do nothing to stop COVID. They start weighing the options, right? The nice guy with the decent car and an okay job, but will take care of me and be loyal? Or the cheater, ultra with the Lambo. They will pick the with money. That piece of can tell her that he fucked her best friend and she will still chase after him. Who's simping now? Real good men don't care for the big lips and the skimpy outfits. I mean, we will definitely gawk and stare at it because all women are absolutely beautiful. And something like that is definitely shining a spotlight on our favorite features. But the reality is that women do all that stuff for themselves. Men really don't care about that. I'm serious. Men would rather have their women change their damn attitude than their hair color or even their nails. Ask a married woman how weird it is that when their husbands say how beautiful and sexy they are and all they're wearing is pajamas, no makeup, frizzy bed hair. But they just roll their eyes thinking that they just sound that he just wants to. That's why he's just saying that. I mean, we're always ready to. If you give the green light, I'm a boob guy. Show me some tits, any size or shape, and I can have a broken leg needing to go to the hospital and I'll be up for a quickie. Just the way we are. I know it's gross, but what are you going to do besides complain on social media? After listening to my reasons about why you shouldn't get married and I scared you off that easily. Don't get married. You're scared? Don't get married. If you don't want more responsibilities, if you want to have more time to focus on work or interests, guilt-free, don't get married. If you've always been a selfish little bitch, don't get married. If you think that marriage is just a stupid piece of paper, don't get married. If you don't want to be with one person forever and want to spend your years dating multiple people as much as you want, don't get married. If you fear that marriage would make you lose yourself because you're worried that your partner will change, don't get married. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to get married. I know a few people who are single and will probably never get married. And they do their best to live a great life. There's nothing wrong with not getting married. Society makes you feel like that's what you have to do. But you don't have to. Being single is perfectly okay. Now let's talk about the reasons why I think you should get married. The yes part. First, let me say, I am a big believer that people who are the happiest in their relationship Almost never post about it on social media. These are the people you want to ask for advice. These are the people that will be real with you and not boost you into an unrealistic fantasy. Usually the couples that are constantly posting about each other on social media stories or constantly making the posts that show over the top celebration or posting how perfect the other one is are couples that when you meet them in the real world, you see a ton of red flags. I know I talk about it all the time, but this is a podcast where I try to give you advice. You've heard me talk great about my marriage, but you've also heard me talk about it in a way that can possibly get me into trouble. So that's when I'm glad that my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Anyways, I think that the couple that are real are more concerned about making the other person happy rather than projecting an image of happiness on social media. I love being married to my wife. There is nothing quite like being married to the perfect person. 
I love my wife above and beyond. She is someone who sees good in me and also sees all the bad in me. And at the end of the day, still wants to be with me. And I think that's absolutely amazing. We love each other to the core of our souls, the good, the bad, and everything in between. She is all mine. I chose her. Toxic feminists don't even like those words, but I will say it again. She is all mine. I chose her. I will always continue to choose her. She is my strength. She is my weakness. She is my everything. She is the love of my life. And I'm happy to say that she is mine forever. I would rather go through bad times with her than good times with anyone else because no one could ever be at her level. When I say I love you more to her, she knows that I don't mean that I love her more than she loves me. She knows and understands that I love her more than all the messed up days that's coming in the future. I love her more than any detour that try and come between us. So many guys think that hooking up with as many women as much as possible is how you live life. That living a life like that is flex. Nope. Flex is having a woman that no one else can have. Just as there are many reasons why marriage sucks, there are a lot of reasons why it's great. And here's some of the reasons. And this is only great when you both have done the work, when you've cut the boom, when you stop playing games, when you've mastered communication, when you both start respecting each other, when you both learn to be considerate. The first reason why marriage is great to me is having someone there when you are broken or sick. Having someone there to take care of you when you're sick as hell or something is hurting feels great. I love it when you could say things without fear that you're coming on too strong. You remember when you started dating someone? You have to be careful that you don't say the wrong things. But when you're married, you don't have to worry about that. Once you have a great trust between you and respect, you'll be able to say and talk about anything without any fear. Another thing that I love is having an awesome partner to do stuff with. Whatever it's for fun, like going to a theme park, going to a bar, going to the beach, or if it's something serious like grocery shopping or repainting a room. I love having a partner in crime. This is what I love about my wife. If she murdered someone, I will help hide the body. And she would do the same for me. When people fuss over like they've done in the past or disrespects us or our home, you will no longer mean sh to both of us. We are partners that don't give a fuck. I love that I have someone to cheer me on. Most of you, especially with Boomer or Gen X parents, will not get that feeling from them. You will also not get it from your siblings or extended family. What's awesome is having a spouse that cares will always be your number one fan. I love this one. Telepathy. It's amazing. I could give my wife a look and she could do the same. And we just know whether it's we don't want to cook tonight. So let's go out to get some Chick-fil-A or we're at an event or a party and we both want to get the out of there. We have that look or when we just look at each other and we're like these kids and we're really good at it. Actually, our song is when you say nothing at all. Of course, there's sex, which is great. When you have been married for a while, you start exploring and trying new things and some of the stuff that you're going to learn, you're going to wish that you've done that since the beginning. Ladies, when you're married, you don't have to dress up to get sex. You can look like hell wearing a stained shirt or have holes on it, have up hair, no makeup. If you want to do the bam, bam boogie, you will make it happen and your partner will still look at you as if you were a Victoria's Secret model. I love the cuddles. Every morning I get up at 5.30 to 6 in the morning and my wife is already gone. 
And that's when I get up to answer work emails. But almost every weekend morning, we just stay in bed and just cuddle while we plan out our day. Many times we even fall right back asleep. It's one of my favorite parts of the weekend. Another good reason I like is creating new traditions. We have quite a few that is just exclusive to us. It is something fun to look forward to. It could start when it's just the two of you and still keep it going when you both have kids and beyond. How about food? When we go to a restaurant, we get to try two different meals all the time. Rarely she wants to get her own thing, but the majority of the time we split. And one of the last reasons I'm going to mention, and it's a little controversial to say, but I believe that children born to married parents can have a significantly positive impact on a children's present and future well-being. Children are less likely to experience social, academic, and emotional problems. My boys will not be simps and weak men because of the marriage we have. There are a lot more reasons to not get married. There are a lot more reasons to get married. And I could be here for hours trying to talk about every single thing. These are just the top things based on my experience and research. Let's wrap this segment up. Listeners, If you work really hard on making the marriage super badass, you will live an amazing life with an incredible partner. What is crazy to me is that we live in the world that if you go against society norms like not smoking, not drinking, not doing drugs, not doing anything that moves, not cheating or deciding to get married, you become an outcast. You become a rebel in society's eyes. You become the enemy. They are ready to tear you up on social media, especially on Twitter, just for talking about anything that is against the so-called norm. I think it's crazy. I think it's okay to ask if marriage is worth it. Marriage is not for everyone. But if you're a man who knows how to love a woman, if you're a woman that knows how to respect a man, the marriage is far from scary. Some of you are really struggling whether or not you should get married. You want someone to care about you as much as you care for them because you're just too tired of always being the one who cares more. You want to have the right person that you don't have to do anything to keep them interested other than you being you. To see if the marriage will work, you need to wait three to four years of being together pre-marriage. This way you can see each other at the highest, the lowest, the saddest, the happiest before making the decision of spending the rest of your lives together. If you are lucky enough to find someone who is a hopeless romantic with the freaky side, do your best to keep that person. That person will stand next to you and also fight for you. You will always be comfortable with him or her. They're ready for future adventures, ready to go through rough storms figuratively and literally. When you find that person, never let go because someone like that, it's worth it all. Normalize letting each other have an escape in your own home. If he wants to play video games, let him. If she wants to binge watch forensic files, let her. Those are the times where you both do your own thing. Be happy. Social media can't give you the right answer. Only you can decide whether marriage is right for you and your partner. One of the most important things is to have a partner who is perfectly compatible with you, where it doesn't feel like you're trying to make it work. Don't try to make a marriage work with a partner that isn't right for you. We all want the happily ever after fantasy. And I'll say it again, you have to keep this in mind. Marriage is hard work, but no matter how hard it seems at times, You must find ways to make it badass. You have to understand where the problems are coming from and talk it out. As long as you work at things together, making sure that that relationship won't fall apart. And when you're older, you'll realize that all of that 
All that work was worth it all. You will have the greatest time ever. So to answer your question, should you get married? Absolutely yes. If you have the heart to do what needs to be done to make it work. And ignoring all of the fake, weak, mindless robots that try to prove you wrong. And I'm going to leave you with a quote that I saw at Hobby Lobby. Or what my wife likes to call that store, whole baby, low baby. If at first you don't succeed, try doing it the way your wife told you. shelf and they put her on credit 30 days later they return it and regret it use like a dish rag dump with a hashtag i blame it on the that must be bad broken hello 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 everybody welcome to a wonderful episode of vajalas tonight we are doing the nasty nasty the stanky stanky and all <laughs> in between i've got a wonderful guest tonight my bitch monica what's up y'all <laughs> Tonight, you know what? I figured we would figure this out because this is a very special Valentine's Day extravaganza. (laughs) As we talk about triggers, bros, and hoes. Mm. (laughs) Girl, speaking of hoes, let's dive into this the same way them is diving right into that poo. How you doing, Queen B? I am doing all right, feeling rejuvenated, glowing, you know, effects of being taken care of. Not financially, but you know, sexually. I am doing A-OK. Sexual liberation. Sexual liberation. I needed it. Liberation. It's been a long time coming and I have just been focusing on my career and my children and just sexually frustrated and finally I got on some dating apps and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like, I'm living my best life. So... You've been just sexually liberating yourself. And I'm here for it because, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, no pun intended. You're enjoying yourself. We've been in a pandemic. It's not been a glamdemic. It's just been absolutely miserable. Mm, I know, that's right. Let's talk about these bros you've got in different area codes. Oh my God. They're in like three area codes, surrounding ones. But <laughs> three area codes, or those are the three that are returning? First of all, they all come back. But these are the ones that I want to keep around. I feel like I should talk about. The very first one that I was just like, all right, this is going to be adventurous as fool. So tell me about the first one. I met this guy on Bumble and we were texting for a while. Um, I like to call him the Cuban cowboy, but he was very like assertive 
I mean, I love yeah. an alpha, but he was very assertive in some ways that were kind of questionable. Like when we decided what date we were go- going to go on, he's like, I'll pick the place and I'll pick your food. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, okay. I guess that's kind of romantic, but like, what if you choose something I don't like? And he's like, I have good taste. You'll like anything I pick for you. And I'm just like, okay. Um, excuse <laughs> me. I'm like, first, let's get one thing straight. Uh, I am not Cinderella. I could do her the full one. Okay. But I mean, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So I was like, maybe this is his way of thinking that he's being super alpha and like being very romantic and assertive but anime come on this cake real good anime just take the cake please i'm like okay you know we'll see how it goes we plan a date for friday at this point it's like wednesday we're talking every day like good morning throughout the day good night like for two weeks Finally, he's like, we're going to meet up, blah, 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 blah. We, call, we, we decide to go to this awesome place. Then the day of, I text him good morning. He doesn't respond. I'm like, okay. okay. Mind you, on Bumble, there's a bunch of other guys who are waiting for their turn. As it should be. You got your rotation going Okay, on. bitch. Okay. I'm like, listen, I booked a babysitter. I got an outfit. My gas tank is full. I'm leaving work. Like, if you don't say anything to me by noon, I don't care if we're going out at eight o'clock. I'm not going anywhere with you. That's respectful. He doesn't answer. And I said, okay, that's fine. On to the next one. I mean, I didn't have the kids that night. So I'm like, I'm going to make it worth my while. Enter this mm-hmm. Middle Eastern GQ model. Just out of curiosity, is this the... uh Yes. This is the story that brought me here, guys. <laughs> yes, this is the story that brought you here. Okay. Listen, honey. I mean, this man, I'm looking at his pictures and I'm like, there's no way you're real. Like, why are you on here? He looks but like... what makes him not real? He was too fine. Like, too fine. Like, too... Like, you don't need Bumble. But then I've also realized after being on Bumble for a little bit or any dating site, being attractive is not a reason to not be on these things. Some of these people are businessmen, entrepreneurs, just busy, honey, and shit myself i'm busy too and i'm fine so it's not just for ugly people i didn't understand that until i got in is that what she thought dating sites and hookup apps were for was you ugly so yes i was like this is i'm like this is for ugly folk i could just go to a bar and pick someone up no it's there's way more facets to it than that i know now (laughs) but it's for everybody it's for everybody it really is it's for ugly people it's for virgins it's for hoes it's for downloads for anxious people all that type of jeffrey dahmer if he was still alive it's for hannibal lecter it's for buffalo bill you know it's the lotion on its skin (laughs) (laughs) oh god you see listen there's some people i see i'm like "Mm, you're giving me the vibes but i'm looking at this guy's pictures and it's like every picture is like fucking perfect like perfect like his hair is in like that perfect man bun he has light brown eyes gorgeous smile like oh and i'm like you're probably fat now i don't know whatever he's chatting with me on bumble and he's telling me that he owns a hookah spot in the same town that i work in and i'm like oh yeah what spot and he's like you know he tells me the name of it he also sends me like the google link to it so i'm like okay you know it's legit he's like yeah it's my second one i have another one in in, in another state that's doing really well blah 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 blah. and i'm like okay he's a businessman all right let's see what this is about after my other date didn't fall through i'm like all right let me give this guy my number and see what's up i call my coworker. i'm like you want to go with me because i'm not trying to go 
to this place by myself. You know, I'm like, what do you want to do? And he's like, oh, you should come to my hookah spot. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not going alone. So she decides to come with me. I call her. You know, we set everything up. We head over there and I get there first. All right. First of all, before I even decided I was going to go, this man is texting me and he's like, this is the address. This is the attire. It's a real chill spot. You're really going to love it. Wait, 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 there's attire for a hookah lounge. He literally goes, it's grown and sexy. Don't come in like ratchet. Like, like, don't. And I'm like, I don't do ratchet, bitch. Like, I don't do that. <laughs> do I look like, like I do I look like that? He's like, you don't. But I just feel like I have to put that as a disclaimer as we are in the city that we're in. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, so as I'm like texting him, this man calls me. He's like, I'm tired of texting. I just want to let you know there's nothing to be nervous about, blah, 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 blah. It's going to be like we've known each other for a really long time. I have a feeling we're going to have a really good vibe with each other. And I'm like, okay, the audacity to call me without asking me first. But also, I like your confidence. So my girl tells me she's going to meet me there. I arrive and this man looks exactly like his picture. He looked good. He smelled good. And he's sitting here looking at me, telling me how good I look. At this point, I have been out the game for so long. I could have melted right into the ground. I kept my composure. I walk in. Hookah spot is beautiful. Gorgeous. Nice vibes. Nice DJ. First thing he does, he's like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, oh. You look just like your picture too. Except you're wearing clothes. (laughs) 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 Uh, Come on. You want a drink of a soda? Okay, so this buys you drink, right? He doesn't buy me a drink. He's telling the bartender to whip me up. Sh- oh, so he's not even buying drinks. He's not. He's like, he's, he owns this. Like, like, like this man was not joking around. He owns the spot. Okay, so I was like, all right, that's cool. So I'm getting drinks made for me. My friend comes out and she meets me and she's like, oh, bitch, this is legit. This man giving out free f- drinks. Okay. Then this man pulls out. He's like, do you smoke weed? I'm like, ah. You know, I used to, not really anymore. He's like, you're going to smoke tonight. And I'm like, um, excuse me. Okay. No. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, we, we go outside to like this little private hookah area. And my homegirl, who's a full on, you know, blown pothead. She's like, give me that. I'll hit it. I'm like, uh, I don't think so. Thank you. Thank you. Good. So they smoke. All his boys come out. The, 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 and now his friends are all employees. I didn't pick up on it at first, but as the night went on, I'm like, you're not his boys. You're like, you're his minions. Ah, Luca! Bueno? Pinyu! Bueno? Pinyu! Bueno? Pinyu! Like, they just did everything at his beck and call. I was like, okay. You know, and being from the islands, when people come from money, they just carry themselves in a certain way and they just have people around them who act like that. So I was like, oh, this is rich. Okay. <laughs> All right. So everybody's smoking. I'm drinking. You could tell he's trying to get me like lit. And I'm like, you really don't need to do that because I will you tonight. Like, you don't need to do this. You know, so I'm relaxing, chilling. My friend starts to get a little tired. Well, before that there was a lot of just silent sexual chemistry going oh, on. Oh, this is like I don't know how like to the Batman, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh. The whole place was set up on these couches with hookah tables in the middle. 
right? So there'd be a couch, a table with the hookah on it, and then another couch facing it. And behind that couch would be another couch facing, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, Another one. Yeah, it was like a very loungy feeling. He's, he's bringing the DJ Khaled vibes, just another one. Listen, honey, yes. So he's sitting at the couch across from me, and I'm sitting at the couch across from him. My homegirl is sitting next to me, and she's just, she's like, bitch, I thought y'all was going to right there. Like, like. I'm just looking at him. He's like, what are you looking at? I was like, nothing. I'm you. And he's looking at me. I'm like, what are you looking at? He's like, you. And I'm just looking into the future. He's doing a That's So Raven. Listen, honey, I was like, oh, like the way this just fell into my lap. I'm not f***ing this up. Okay. So my homegirl's like, I'm getting tired. She decides to head out for the night and she's like, are you going to be okay? I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. So it starts to get late. The spot is across from a strip club. Strip club closes at two. Okay. 2.15, the strippers start rolling in. This man, like his whole demeanor went from like doting on me to like boss man, making sure they're buying it. Like, you know, they the strippers come in and they try to sit down on the couch. He's like, don't sit on the couch unless you pay. <laughs> Like everything was like, he was just so focused. And I'm like, all right, this is clearly like his work day. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is what he does. And he was making sure everything was good. And I was kind of sitting by myself and I'm like, oh, I'm getting kind of tired. He has literally a rotation of his friends sitting down to talk to me just to keep me entertained while he's working. So these, these random dudes are sitting down. They're like, hi, how are you? You know, like, what, what do you do for a living? Okay. How long have you lived? I'm just like, bro, you guys don't often make small talk with me, but I guess he just didn't want me to be alone. So what do you say? Like snap his fingers, like keep her entertained. Yes. Oh, wow. Basically. Okay. Big energy. I'm here for it. If I really liked a song, I'd be like, you know, jamming. And then if I was on my phone, he'd like run over and be like, you don't like the song. And I'm like, oh, it's all right. This is not my vibe. And he'd be like, DJ, change the song now. Like he was just the control freak in him was cute that night. But we'll talk about where what it turned into. So I'm like, you know, chilling in the corner in my little, my little, you know, chair. And I'm, you know, on the couch. I'm, 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 I'm drinking my drink, relaxing. And then he's he's texting me while he's working. He's like, you just look so beautiful over there in the corner. Blah, 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 blah. I can't wait to go home with you. I just think it's so cute that we're texting right now. And I'm like, oh, you know, he's so cute. Okay, okay. So the strippers start getting loud. I mean, that's what strippers do. Okay. <laughs> Their lifestyles are loud. So as the strippers start getting loud, I move to the other side to get another drink. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired. And he's like, are you hungry? I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, well, what do you want to eat? I was like, oh, there's a pizza place Some next kebab. door. You know, I'll just walk over there. And he's just like, no, sit down. Bitch, sit down. Ten minutes later, this guy shows up with like three different types of pizzas. And he's like, which one do you want? And I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, Wait, I, he, he just bought pizzas? He bought three different pizzas. And he's like, which one do you want? And I was like, I mean, I'll take the veggie pizza or whatever. That's fine. He's like, okay, how many slices? I was just like, I just, just like one. I'm fine. He's like, okay. They let me have one slice. And they like threw the rest of the pizza behind the bar. Like fresh pizza. Are you serious? I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm so serious right now. And I was like, oh, wait, this- wait, wait. This man bought you three pizzas to throw away. He brought a sausage pizza, a pepperoni pizza, and a veggie pizza. Wow. He was trying to keep me from going home because the hookah place closed at four. And I'm like, I'm not staying here until four. He's like, please. And then I'm like, I'm really tired. You just give me food, which is great. But also now I'm more tired. 
And he's like, okay, okay, okay. How about you just take my car home? I was like, what? He's like, here, just get in the car. When you turn it on, just route home. It'll take you home to my place. And I'm just like, I'm not taking this. And I'm looking at the key. I'm like, this is a Maserati. Like, I'm not driving this home. And he's just like, just stay, just stay. I was like, okay, I'll stay, but I'm not driving your car home. So he's like, okay, that's fine. I stay. And, you know, I'm starting to twiddle my thumbs a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. At this point, it's like, 3 15 ish and all of a sudden i hear the music stop and i hear fists hitting body parts like, like a fight broke out i look over and all the strippers are fighting well i mean they're strippers that's what they do <laughs> all of them i'm like wait all of them all of them i'm like yo what the f- is going on and i see him in the middle of it and he's like stop, he's, wait wait stop. he's wait, in the middle of, like he's fighting the strippers He's in the middle of trying to break them apart, trying to kick them out. Yo, this man got some serious balls because I seen strippers fight. Listen, while he's doing that, one of them punches him and it's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like you could tell they have a rapport with him and they don't want to like upset him. One of them punches him by accident. This man literally puts on brass knuckles and is like, get the f- Oh my God. Like, like like some of them leave, others they have to drag them out. And then he shuts the door. And I'm like, I want to go now. This man just be walking around brass knuckles? Like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to walk out the, out the back because I knew that, that they were, because some of the girls were still in there. So I felt like they were waiting for some of the girls. I didn't want to walk up the front. So I was like, ugh, I just waited out. So we all pretty much just waited until the hotheads left. And while we're waiting... He kind of like pulls me to the back and is like, I'm so sorry you had to see that. I'm like, you know, and I'm a very laid back person. So I'm like, it is what it is. It's okay. And he just, he kisses me and I'm just like, okay. All right. Yeah. I like this. And you know, I'm a very like, I'm a, I'm a hungry kisser. You know what I'm saying like, the more we kiss, the, the more I show you what I want to do later. So he's like, okay, I like where this is going. We're leaving now. Matter of fact, the, the guys can take the car home. I'm driving home with you. And I'm like, what do you mean? No, 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 you're not. He's like, no, we can go to my place. I'm just going to hop in your car with you. And I was like, okay. So no, 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 no. Bring that Maserati over here. No, I didn't want to drive that. No, but he could have driven it. You could have just ridden in it. I'm not leaving my car. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. And he like did not want to ride separately. Like he wanted to be next to me the whole time. I don't know if he was afraid that I I would just like be like, ah, that I'm going to go home. I, I don't know. He just did not want me to leave his side. This is oddly arousing in a very toxic red flaggy kind of way. Oh my God. So we get, so we get to his place and I'm shocked because the place is an apartment. What kind of apartment? Because I've seen all kinds of apartments. I've seen big apartments. I've seen little apartments. It wasn't no studio. You could tell that this man was like stacking his money because I was like, I know you're loaded. I could tell you're not spending it. Which is smart. Okay. So we get to the apartment and I'm like, okay, you know, we get inside. I go to the bathroom. I kind of get myself ready. And then I come out and he's like, come cuddle. And I'm like, we ain't going to (laughs) go. So I start doing my thing. Right. And he's talking. He's like, I want this every day. Like, this is amazing. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Blase, blase, blah. Like, I'm very much turned on by like praise and like you, you, you letting me know that I'm doing the right thing. Cause he is gassing you up. I'm a Virgo. Like, I need you to tell me that I'm doing the right thing. That's what turns me on. I have no idea what that means, but I'm here for it. The Virgos who are listening will know exactly what the f I'm talking about. You know who else is a Virgo? 
Beyonce. I do know that. Like, we need that vindication. We need you to be like, yes, just like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Okay, bet. Like, like I need that. I need you to talk to me. Yes. We're doing our thing. He is receiving. No, you got to go into detail. What do you mean? I am going down on this I'm, man. Look, I am gay. You got to be clear because you might be pegging him. I am sucking that dick. Ooh. Okay, I am doing what I do, you know, cupping the balls, doing all that, getting it all sloppy and sh- doing all that. They like, as he's telling me he loves it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. He's like, you are going to make me bust stop. And I was just like, okay. Then he's like, I want to go down on you. I was like, okay. So he starts to go down on me. And that's when everything goes downhill. This man starts to... <laughs> This man did not know where the clip was. Oh, no. He starts to literally suck the f- out of my labia. Oh, 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 no. He needs some milk. And I'm oh. like trying to reroute him by moving around, you know? And he's like, I feel like in his mind, he's like, she likes this. That's why she's moving like this. And he keeps <laughs> like going. a and worm? I'm like, no, like, no. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm like up here. I'm like trying to push his head like, no, up here. Like, you know, right here. And he's just like, you like that? And I'm like, no. You run around like he got Parkinson's. Like, no, this is not this is not me moving in pleasure. This is me moving because I'm Michael J. Fox, not Michael Bay Fox. Like, come on now. When I tell him no, he's like, you will like it. I'm like, excuse me. Y'all don't understand. If this man wasn't as attractive as he was, I would have left. Because I was like, I was like, maybe it'll get better. No, no, no. That's what abuse victims say. (laughs) So so we start from... And he tells you, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain of this ship now. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We start missionary and... I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good. I got some good poop. So my sh- is wet. We're good. Like everything feels amazing. But I realize he can't stay in there. What do you mean and he I'm can't like, stay in there? He can't stay in there. His wasn't big enough. Imagine like a teenage boy like this crush for the first time. Oh, like like an older no. woman. Like like it's like it's like it's like he didn't he couldn't catch the pace basically because he was so excited to f- me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like you you need to just slow down, chill out, find your pace, you know what I'm saying? And I was Shut like, him All right, down. clearly I'm going to have to take charge. So I'm like, stop, get off me. <laughs> Drop. You're on top. Listen, okay? I'm like you're going to hit it from the back, but you're going to let me drive the car basically. So I do that and this man's like, "Oh my god, like this is amazing." He busted like 60 seconds. It was fine. I'm a quickie queen. I'm okay with that. So you gave him the Nicolas Cage to Angelina Jolie. The what? The Gone in 60 Seconds. What is that? Oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it in a minute. Okay. So so I'm like, "All right, cool." Mind you, it's late. It's like 4:30 in the morning. You know, I, I'm a mom. I literally wake up at four or five in the morning to get my kids stuff ready. So I'm tired. I've been up all night. I lay down and he lays down for a second. He's like, honestly, this is usually when I work and send out emails. And shit, so I'm going to go get some work done. I'm like, that's fine. I'm sleeping. This man comes in like not even half an hour to an hour later. Not even. Probably like 45 minutes later. Yeah. And starts to feel on my breast. But the way he's fe- like, first of all, titties are really sensitive. And this man is grabbing on my shoe. Like I'm a blow up doll like that you need to be gentle 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be tender with the titties. He's like grabbing on them extra hard. I'm like, yo, be gentle, be gentle, be gentle. And, you know, I'm like, okay, clearly he wants a round two, but also like, you know, you got to get my engine started. He goes down on me again, once again, can't find the fucking clear. I'm like, bro. And he's not like gently sucking it either. He's sucking it very hard. I'm like, bro. Was he like chewing on it? It was like no, jerky? He was just, no, he was just sucking it very hard. So I'm like, stop. Let's just get down to business. I start to try to like suck his dick. And he's like immediately goes into like, like, like pushing my head down back and forth. And I'm like, yo, that's some boyfriend, girlfriend. That's what you're not finna do. Like we're going to do this at my pace. You're not face me unless I love you. That's it. Period. Okay. That's fair. He's like, uh, it seemed like he got like annoyed at that. I'm like, okay whatever he's just like okay and then he just start, starts to try to f- me and i'm like i'm not really wet yet but okay and he just starts well, he's to used like, to the desert so right so, <laughs> <laughs> he's so, f- <laughs> so he starts trying to f- me and i'm like not even wet it's not that hard for me to get wet like you're being lazy right now it felt like frantic like i was just like okay manic i'm turned off by how how much in of like you're just too much in a rush right now but like just finish what you gotta finish and then he just like kept falling out he couldn't stay in i'm like oh my god like you are too fine this bad not too fine i've i've learned i've never experienced that i've learned that bros who have either really big or just fine and can get anybody tend to be lazy lovers because they don't gotta work for it it just comes to them. Right. So the sex game be terrible. That makes sense because some of the best sex I've ever had comes from people who don't. You know, that's why I f- average. Like, you you look good, but like you a solid seven because you know that you got to work. Right. You're fine enough to get me, but you're not fine enough to like, for example, backslap me. Like, uh-uh, you cannot talk to me that way, sir. That is for nines and ups. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, though. So... He's doing what he's doing. I'm just like, uh-uh. Like, you need to stop. Like, it was hurting. Because oh. I wasn't wet. And he's going, like, hammer time. And I'm like, this this got to stop. Your touch makes this way drier than sandpaper. So he starts jacking off. And he's like, just put your mouth by it. Oh, like, ah, no. I don't think so. He's like, all right, just just cut my balls. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm just thinking. While this man is trying to finish, I'm like, I did not expect it to go like this. No. <laughs> like... So he finishes and I'm like, all right. He goes back out to, you know, send more emails. I fall back asleep. I wake up nice and early because I'm going to walk out before you see me. I don't want to have coffee with you. I don't want to talk. Like, I'm leaving. So I leave. I kiss him goodbye. Thank you for a good night. He says, thank you for coming. Blah, 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 blah. I leave. I get home. And my is like swollen. He did not give me anything. He literally like gave my vagina a hickey. Like a painful one. Like my labia was like swollen and engorged. It was really bad. I had to call my doctor. I was like, am I going to die? And she's like, no, like just someone who's really bad at giving head. And I was like, (laughs) oh, great. (laughs) And he made me bleed. Basically, he like tore me up a little bit. Tore your vagina, but not in the way that we wanted. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's what happens when you don't wait for a girl to be wet. I mean, did I die? No. Did I have an orgasm the first round? I did. I'm a giver as well as a taker, and I need somebody else to be the same way, and he seemed to be just a taker the second round. And I'm like, that's unattractive, but whatever. You're fine enough for me to teach you how to do it right when I'm in the mood. The next day, I'm with my kids all day long. He texts me. I didn't answer. 
The day after that, he texts me and he's like, I texted you yesterday. Why didn't you answer me? Because I got the pendants. I'm like, good morning. You know, I have kids. Um, also, I was at work today, so I'm not always going to be as available as you want me to, but I will usually text you back, you know, just relax. And he's just like, if you need a babysitter, I will pay. And there's nothing that your job is giving you that I can't give you more of. So when I text you, you need to answer. Excuse me? Yo, the way I looked at my phone, like, I know this motherfucker did not just say that me, especially after you broke my vagina. Broken. Broken. So I'm like, you're crazy. I will talk to you later. He's just like, okay. You know, I'm thinking all night long. I'm like, this man is so off. I forgot to tell you, when we were at the hookah lounge, this man keeps telling me that, no, I don't do social media. But in my mind, I'm like, the pictures that this man has on Bumble are like influencer perfect. Like they're perfect. Did I show him to you? You did. And for the sake of trying not to get sued, we will not be linking them in this podcast. I will not link the pictures, but I want you to describe what you what you saw. Like, this man cannot not have social media. No, no, no. I'm not going to lie. That is a very fine man. In terms of looks, look, I could have told you that there's no way a man is that fine and single and isn't bad crazy or lying. I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you, there's no way. I knew he was lying when he said he didn't have social media. And I was like, I, I might find you, I might not. We'll see. So for the sake of not getting sued, let's just say his name, he told me his name was Michael. But his real name is... So I go to his business page because I know the name of the hookah bar. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know me. If I want to be a sleuth, honey, don't let me investigate you. Don't let me do it. Because if I, if you do let me do it, if, if I come to a place where I have to investigate you, I will figure you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'll find out who your mom is. I'll find out who your dad is, where they went to high school, all that. So I go to the business page and the very first review on the page from when they first opened was by someone named, let's say, Raj Michael. Okay. It had a common Indian name and the name that he gave me, Raj Michael. And there was no words on the review, just five stars. And I know entrepreneurs and business owners, they know the power of good reviews. So it is very common for them to write their own reviews, like pretending to be a customer or something like that. So I was like, I look at the little, you know, icon next to it. And I'm like, that's that mother. Okay. What did I say? Raj Michael? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, "Mm, that's definitely him. I go to Google and I type in Raj Michael or the name that I typed in. And this motherfucker whole, like, I'm not even joking, an entire wedding pops up from YouTube. Wait, what? Okay. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, whose wedding is this? It's him. It was his wedding. Wait, it's his wedding? This man is not only married, but he's his his wedding was broadcasted on television, on the internet, live streamed because he's married to a famous Indian actress. And I'm like trying to tell my roommate, I'm like, girl, come look at this show. This man is married to an Indian actress. He is married to an Indian actress. Like a famous one? Like a famous one. Okay, we cannot name her. Like an up and coming Indian actress. She's been in many Indian, like I like I, I'm looking at it, and they are in like Indian tabloids. Okay, so she's only been in four. She only has four credits on IMDb, but one of them she's been in for 600 episodes. That's enough, honey. 
She out here. And she's been in another show for 301 episodes. She is out here, honey. She is out like, here. Like, she is out here. And he comes from, I think, old money. Like, I'm just shocked. So, I see that, and this man is texting me all this shit, and I was like, yeah, that's not my vibe. I don't really like that type of stuff. He's like, okay, well, if you can't cooperate with that, I'll be blocking you. I said, go ahead and block me, Raj Michael. And then I sent him the screenshot of everything I found. <laughs> and we haven't talked since. That is... A lot. But I'll never forget that night before we did anything when my homegirl was there. I said, this is a really cool spot. Like me, this is like the perfect kind of spot for me and my homegirls. He was like, you can come anytime. I was like, no matter what happens, he goes, no matter what happens between us tonight, you are always welcome here. The lie detective determined that was a lie. I'm going back with my homegirls. Nah, I'm not going. We are going back. You're coming with me. It's a no from me. Yes, you are. This is wild. I will drag you This is This is wild. What the fuck? This was a very interesting Valentine's Day special. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love how this is not like the first story. You have stories for days. We both have stories for days of the most wild. I do have stories for days. I absolutely do. That was just the first and craziest. And it was the beginning of a very tumultuous bumble ride. Tinder has also been very fruitful and prosperous for me. But I will say that the entire ordeal of like online dating has helped me understand a lot about myself when it comes to hooking up and how I am in the bedroom and what I like, what I don't like, and just how I connect with people and how I really, I don't know, I feel like I just have this very laid back, easygoing vibe, which attracts crazy energy. (laughs) It just does, but it also attracts good energy too. So I'm still feeling that out and understanding how to tackle what comes my way. Okay, okay. The best I've had is the one that I met in person though. I did not meet him online. You know, it really be like that. It really be like that like i want this man every day but that's a story for another day we're gonna be doing this i'm gonna call this segment the spoils of war (laughs) like the spoils of war but like (laughs) because love is a battle right this is gonna be a very fun segment we're gonna be doing this quite often okay i'm down you're definitely down he's down too because he couldn't keep it up <laughs> it's not even, no, it was up. He just couldn't keep for okay. Everybody needs to know I have a big butt. You got a booty. I got a booty. It's not like my butt isn't like, you know, outrageous, but I have a booty and and, and I'm a thick girl, so my booty's there. If you don't know how to work that dude. You don't know how to position me right. And your dick isn't big. Because it doesn't even have to be huge. Like, if you don't pace yourself, your dick will fall out. Not because you're not hard, but because you don't know what you're doing back there. That's what was happening. It wasn't that he, it wasn't that he wasn't hard. It was that he just, he couldn't keep it in there because he just didn't know how to handle all the ass. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was too much. And if you don't know, now you know. Your mom's a holy moly. You won't learn anything except moaning on your neighbor's ring. That's what you get when you listen to what the brick. You'll realize that we're all just pieces of shit. Soon, blind with pooping rats on his ass. 
so high Drop the pants and show off your big giant ballroom Use it the place where we can all play together forever and ever Here is Brent sitting on the beach it's well past the winter holidays, but I'm a little too exhausted to take down my micro-Christmas tree. There's no shortage of ornaments from my childhood disproportionately dangling from the tree. Some of these include NASCAR figurines. Dale Earnhardt Jr., during those number eight days before he went to 88, he's pasty looking, kind of like Bill Gates, and he's wearing some Blues Brothers shades, and like Hank Hill, he's got no ass. There's also a Barbie princess ornament, the most beautiful girl in the world, according to my eight-year-old self. There's a dog treat with a bow on it. I guess it was supposed to look like a reindeer. And there's 15 different Santas, including a black one that looks like Mr. T and has a scowl. Despite having a tree this year, we had no presents under it. My daughter's only two, and she already gets presents just by looking cute and going to the store with me. I didn't really want to enforce her having expectations of a ton of things being under the tree. Presents, they can come anytime, not just Christmas, right? I'm not really planning on taking the tree down. It's pretty small, and there's something about the ambiance of sitting in a room with a lit up Christmas tree. All those multicolored, tacky little muted lights, kind of like a rainbow, but something's a little off, and they're warm to the touch. It's not just the tree that I'm indulging in. I've still been wearing my ugly Christmas sweater. It's starting to be my defense mechanism while out in public. The first time I wore it after Christmas, I found myself being treated kind of like a panhandler. I was in a CVS, and I heard someone say, Uh, do you know where the Pepsi's at? And the store employee directed him to my aisle. But he still wasn't understanding that the Pepsi was literally right there. And I'm like, hey, hey, sir, hey, sir, trying to get his attention. He seemed to feel pretty guilty, but he yelled at me, Ma'am, I ain't got no change. He never did get that Pepsi. I was just trying to point out the specific location. His loss. And tonight, I was only wearing my Santa hat and a Santana sweater that was really cool that I got at this place called Dirt Cheap for like $3, and it was brand new from like tour two years ago. And I've been trying to find discounted produce to make into jerky. The older the produce is, the more ripe, the better it is to jerkyfy. So I ask a Winn-Dixie employee if they have any overly ripe fruit available for purchase. He says no, but occasionally it's in bags available at the front. I might get lucky checking another day. Then about 10 minutes later, while I still have nothing in my cart and I'm trying to decide on which ice cream flavor to get, let me tell you, the cookies and cream cone ice cream from Bluebell is definitely my top favorite ice cream right now. If you haven't tried it and you like waffle cones, that's the ice cream to get. Anyways, 10 minutes later, the employee finds me and he hands me a netted red bag of apples and mandarins and he says, here you go. They're already washed. Enjoy. I look at the price and it's only 50 cents. What a steal, especially in this economy. And all that produce, it looked perfect. Like he felt bad for me. Like automatically the girl wearing the Santa hat asking for discounted produce is super needy. And he gets to make my day by giving me this perfect bag of cheap produce. I'm not close enough to the poverty line to feel comfortable taking these kind of handouts. I've got plenty of food in the fridge. I'm not starving, but I didn't want to tell him no. And there's something about being viewed as needy that makes life a little bit easier. See, whenever I go out, I always get bombarded by a bunch of panhandlers. And these Christmas clothes seem like they're really working. It was starting to feel like anytime I left the house, somebody would want something. Somebody wanted money. Somebody wanted me to fill up their gas tank. And 
I can't help everybody. And honestly, I don't believe that most of them are legitimate because after I give them what they're asking for, they still keep asking everyone else that's around me, right in front of me, like, ha ha, I took your money, you gave me what I needed, and now I'm gonna see if I can get some from them. I'm starting to be kind of uncomfortable giving to just random people on the street. That might be their job. And that's not a job that I really support. I don't wanna judge, but it's almost impossible not to. And when I'm wearing the Santa hat, the pressure gets removed because I'm the one that gets looked at like the beggar. I'm sure this won't work around Christmas time when it's more socially acceptable to be wearing this garb, but for right now, I'm gonna keep this trend up when I leave the house because I really can't complain about 50 cent produce. And I will go back and share my dried fruit jerky to that gentleman. And maybe we'll work out some kind of deal because for some reason, my dried fruit tastes about 10 times better than the dried fruit that I'm purchasing. And it doesn't have all that added extra sugar and salt and it tastes real. So if you want to be like me and avoid some of the extra panhandling pressure, go ahead and wear your Santa hat, wear your ugly sweater, be tacky, wear out of season holiday things. I'm sure after St. Patrick's Day, if I'm wearing one of those green top hats and a leprechaun beard, that would work too. People gotta wonder, is that the only thing you own? Maybe. It's February. It's already past Valentine's Day. And if you didn't get your partner anything, try making out with him for like two minutes straight. That's probably better than any gift you can give. like this, you'd expect something to go wrong, right? Feel a chill going up your spine? Well, what if I told you the worst thing to ever happen in this podcast is my segment? Ooh! Hey yo, it's Samuelicious the Boombox, and today we'll be talking about how music can influence your mood in a scene. Imagine this, a mother and a daughter having a conversation. I love you, Michaela. Always remember that. Sounds so sweet and loving. The mother really cares about her child. But wait! The same scene, but with scary music. I love you, Michaela. Always remember that. Completely different scene, right? The mother probably has a complete change of morals, different intention, and most likely different ending of the scene. Who knows? The first one is probably going through something tragic and comforting their daughter, while the second one? By God, she's gonna murder her. Just the music can portray someone's thoughts easy as by. That's why during a horror movie, you can tell when something is off. The music is influencing how you think. The tone and mood the music has projects onto the scene. You can find this method in practically every movie you watch. It's there even when you don't realize it. Just imagine a really emotional scene, right? But imagine it with no music. That way, the scene has no direction to move into. It'd just be overwhelmingly awkward. You're not feeling one emotion or the other, or just, is something gonna happen, or... That's how important music is in films and games and more. 
Without music, everything would be bland or confusing. <laughs> if only I were that influential. This was Sammy at the Boombox, and until next time, bye! place family everybody who listens to this wonderful podcast that we're all on for some reason thank you steven uh, <laughs> how is everyone doing this month is a happy february a lot of people are going to be sad they're going to be depressed because they're lonely as shit. a lot of us aren't going to have valentine's a lot of us aren't going to be doing a damn thing for valentine's day so what better than to listen to your good old friend king ducky sit here and have a nice conversation with you guys and tell you how freaking amazing that you look so what is everybody's plans for valentine's day like are people going to go out? Are people going to go get something to eat? Like a steak dinner for one? That's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my local restaurant. I'm going to go and I'm going to get a nice juicy cheeseburger, a Dr. Pepper and some fries. And I'm going to have a table for one. And I'm just going to vibe and we'll see what happens. Honestly, I don't know. Life's been kind of on the up and up for me recently. I I'm coming back to the out of place podcast, uh, voice acting in general. I haven't really left the out of place podcast. I took a month off. I'm back to streaming on Twitch. I'm back to doing my voice acting stuff. And now I'm back to talking with you guys too. And it is fantastic. Like never in my life have I realized how much my hobbies mean to me and how much my hobbies like made an effect on how I feel throughout the day, like how I feel confident about myself, about the work that I put into things, especially voice acting and stuff like that. It's, it's just like something that I put like a lot of attention to detail and it's super important to me. And like hobbies are super important. And no matter how bad you feel, no matter how terrible your life is going, you should never give up on your hobbies, which is something that I did very recently and I feel terrible for it. But like, yeah, so like, what are y'all's plans for Valentine's Day? Especially for couples. Like, what do couples do on Valentine's Day? Because I swear, in the 23 years of my life, I have never once had a Valentine's for Valentine's Day. So, like, what do people do on Valentine's Day? Is that just, like, the day of, like, you take your girl or your guy on a date, and then there's, like, rose petals on the bed, and then it's the one time of the year where, like, the guy gets what he wants or some shit. Unless it's his birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. It just popped into my head because I know my friends in Canada, they're not going to be doing anything because they're a bunch of freaking goody two shoes. Someone come get me. Come down here. Come pick me up and take me for like a Valentine's Day that I will never forget. Why not? So I guess we'll get straight to the point. I, I feel like we should uh, we should do a story time, uh, like a banger of a story just to start out this year right. Technically, since this is my first King Ducky show episode of the year. We're going to start it off right. So little King Ducky back in high school, right? He was a goody two shoes. He was in every class. Now my grades weren't the best until like the in right before report cards time came out. And then I had like straight A's and B's. 
the work was easy for me. So I just kind of just didn't do it until right before report cards came out. And then I just spend like a whole day just doing all the assignments. I'd do like every class's homework for five months worth of homework. And I'd go in the next day and I'd turn it in to like every teacher. But my senior year, everything changed for me. I stopped going to my classes. I would show up to school and I had my first period off because of my good grades. But I'd show up to school. I'd report to my second period class. And then I would just sit in a dark hallway with my PlayStation because I had one of those like portable like gaming monitors. It had like a decent size like monitor, kind of like the size of like a laptop screen. But I could fit my PlayStation and put like an extra controller in there with my controller. It was a whole vibe. Honestly, I loved it. But so I'd sit in a dark hallway and just freaking play Overwatch or like Call of Duty or Rainbow Six on the school's Wi-Fi in this dark hallway. And that would be my whole day of school. I would sit there and I'd just have a blast. And then one day, my friend Michael says, hey, I know you've never done it before. Let's sneak out and let's skip school for the day. I was like, what would we do? And he's like, we're going to do a Ferris Bueller's day off. I was like, what does that mean? Because like I've seen Ferris Bueller's day off. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we're going to do everything he did and try to complete the whole thing. So I'm like, I'm down. And so me and my sister, we go to the, we went to the same school. She was a freshman. I was a senior. And so I go up to my sister right before she goes into her first period. And I say, hey, if I give you $50 right now, will you tell mom and dad that my phone died? And that's why my GPS was off all day because my, my, my stepmom and my dad, they installed like this, like life 360 on my phone so they could know where we were like 24 seven. So I was like, can you tell mom and dad that my GPS was off because my phone died and you saw me at school all day. And she was like, make it a hundred and I'll do it. So I give the bitch a hundred bucks. And so my friend's like, all right, meet me at my car in 20 minutes. I'm going to pull around the side. And the only thing that you're going to do is you're going to hop in my trunk because the school police recognize your face because they always see you playing video games in the hallway. I was like, you're right. I hear his, his old ass Mustang just right out front. So I book it. I'm running straight to his trunk and I hop in, I slam the trunk shut and he drives up to the front gate and they're like, uh, you're getting out of here. And he was like, yeah, my dad, he, um, he called me out for the day. I got to go to a doctor's appointment. And so that's what I'm going to go do. And an officer's like, well, all right, can I check your car? And he was like, no, I really got to go. I'm super late. And so now I'm sitting in the back of the trunk. I'm sweating. I'm like, uh oh, we're busted already. So after a few minutes of like the, the school police officer, like, searching inside his car he didn't check the trunk for some reason but like there was no way he couldn't have seen me because like the old mustangs like they don't really have a trunk the trunk is you open like the back windshield i guess and it's just there there's just a hole and like you can throw into the trunk from the front seat i don't know how to describe it really but we get out of there and the first thing we do is we go and we catch a movie i don't remember what it was i think it was like zootopia or something because that was what was playing then right after that we went to this little like, it was like a small parade happening in like downtown Dallas. So we drove for like almost like 45 minutes just to go to this parade and we just run right into the middle of it. Right. <laughs> and now we have cops chasing us because there's no one like we're not part of the parade and everyone knew it. <laughs> so now we're running just through this parade and there's cops running at us telling us, get out of the road. You're disrupting the parade, blah, 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 blah. So we leave the parade and then we go to this art museum and I'm bored because like, I don't really give a fuck about art. 
my friend, he's just telling me all about these art pieces. And he's like, bro, this is like for Van Gogh's first painting or some shit. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Then after that, we go to a Rangers game in Fort Worth and we're watching this football game. And my friend looks at me, he turns to me, he's like, are you bored? I was like, yeah, I'm actually kind of bored, honestly. He's like, do you want to just like go back to school? I was like, no, what about the rest of like Ferris Bueller's day off? It's like, we got to crash a car and he was like, I'm just kind of bored. Honestly, he's like, it's not as fun as I thought it was skipping school. So we get back to school, right? And as soon as I get to school, I turn my phone back on and I have like a hundred missed calls from my dad. I have 20 missed texts from my stepmom and I find my sister. Like I go into her class and I'm like, why are they blowing up my sh**? And she's like, oh, as soon as you left, I told them you were skipping school. I'm like, you snitch. Are you serious right now? Freaking, I get my hundred bucks back from her because she broke our, our, our agreement. And I call my parents and I'm like, what's wrong? And they were like, are you skipping school? I was like, no, 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 me skip school. No. They were like, then why did your sister tell us that you were skipping school? I was like, because she's a liar. I was like, here, talk to Mr. Anderson right here. And I give him the phone. And he's like, uh, yeah, Austin's in class right now. Uh, he's here. He's, he's right here. Yeah. So I once attempted a Ferris Bueller's day off, got bored and just went back to school. <laughs> you know how much of a loser I am? I guess that makes it my time for today. Thank you guys again for enjoying the Out of Place podcast and the King Ducky show. And Kevin, my guy, your eyes just pop with that shirt you're wearing. You look fantastic. Thank you and have a nice rest of your day. Happy February and welcome back to Across the Circus. I'm your host, Alex Hopper, as always. Those of you who are first-time listeners, here at Across the Circus, we cover news abroad and closer to here at home. Before we begin today, I wanted to give you a reminder that it is a cold February, with huge snowstorms wiping across the entire U.S. Keep in mind that the most requested item at every homeless shelter is socks. For those of you who have gone on hikes or served in the military, you know the importance of a fresh pair of socks. Your feet can deteriorate quickly if they're wet, if they're dirty, or if just in general you do not have a pair. So if you're thinking of a way to help your community, go out there and give some homeless people some socks and turn them into some homeless shelters. They're greatly needed during these freezing times. Let's get into the news. Our first story today comes out of Iran, where an Iranian couple have been given 10 years for dancing. The official charge was for promoting corruption, prostitution, and propaganda. The couple stated that their dance was unrelated to the current protests going on in Iran. Both, in their 20s, had their homes raided before their arrests and were taken away from their families. Our second story today comes out of Australia, where luckily a missing radioactive capsule has been located. The radioactive device was lost by mining giant Rio Tinto, who apologized for losing it. The radioactivity of the device is used as a density gauge in the mining industry. While only being the size of a pea, the container is of 
Cesium-137, one of the most dangerous isotopes of radioactivity. Rio Tinto is reimbursing the government for the cost of the search and is very grateful to have found it. In news from Ukraine, the German tanks allotted for the Ukrainians are now on their way to Kiev. The German tanks will be replaced by American tanks in Germany as soon as they arrive. This comes as Russia is now advancing in Ukraine's eastern province of Donetsk. And our final story from abroad, coming out of Russia, Moscow announces that it will no longer allow U.S. inspections of their military sites and will no longer comply with the last remaining nuclear treaty between the U.S. and Russia. Now for something closer to home. Our first story from home today comes out of Washington, D.C., where a man is charged in the shooting of a 13-year-old boy. Jason Mitchell, who's 41, turned himself in after being charged with second-degree murder in the shooting of a 13-year-old Karen Blake on January 7th at 0400. According to Lewis, he left the house with his legally owned gun and heard noises of what he thought was someone trying to get in his house whenever he opened fire. After yelling at the group of teens, a getaway vehicle took off and Mr. Lewis claims that Karen Blake then ran at him, which some other witnesses affirm. It is at this point that he shot Karen Blake. Immediately after doing so, Karen Blake proclaimed that he was a kid and Mr. Lewis began doing chest compressions on Blake. He was later pronounced dead in hospital. It is being debated whether it is self-defense or not, but it will ultimately be up to the jury. Our next story from here at home is the Biden administration finally announces to end all COVID-19 restrictions on May 11th. This comes after a huge wave of calls for COVID amnesty after how people treated each other during the COVID-19 pandemic. While one side claims to have been doing the best for their families, the other still feels that they were mistreated for these lockdowns and other forms of discrimination between vaccinated, unvaccinated, and masked and unmasked. And our final story today is the giant ice storm that has been raging through the U.S. for the past three days, and possibly more whenever this is released. Thousands are without power in Texas, and 2,300 flights have been canceled due to these outages. The storms have raged through Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, even as far as Alabama. Again, I remind you to look out for those in your community, look for those without power, and find ways to help them, as well as giving the homeless in your community fresh fresh socks, fresh jackets, and making sure that local homeless shelters are all stocked up for the winter to help those around. That has been February's edition of Across the Circus. I've been your host, Alex Hopper. Remember to stay safe, stay informed, and turn off the gas stove before you go to bed. Have a wonderful month, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, we invite you to submit a rating on whatever you're listening to this episode on. If the app you're listening to this on doesn't have a rating system, then leave a rating on iTunes. This helps the podcast so very much. Besides word of mouth, it is another way to potentially attract new listeners. The higher the rating, the more likely people will give this podcast a chance. So please make sure to rate us everywhere you listen to Out of Place. Also, please show some love to all of our wonderful hosts. If you want to contact them or show them some love, click the links below. If you would like to listen to this episode uncensored, you could check us out on YouTube. If my opinion offended you in any way, you should hear what I keep to myself. Listeners, remember that you matter, that you are love, that you are unique, that you 
are the only you in this world. And I'm so grateful that you chose to hang out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. Goodbye. And always remember to smile.